Another game without a touchdown for the Jets. Gang Green went to Las Vegas and laid down flat on offense, losing to the Raiders 16 to 12. The Jets fall to four and five on the season. Penalties, bad play calling, and a crucial interception from Zach Wilson in the final minutes. And the Jets' playoff hopes continue to sink. Rami Lavi from the In Flight Snack Podcast with Bilal Powell will join me on this post-game episode. We got a lot to discuss and a lot of frustrations to vent. So come on over for Jets therapy. It's coming up next on Gangs All Here from the New York Post. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What a bum. Look at the freaking scoreboard. You are not close. You play to win the game. Why can't the New York Jets ever have nice things? You're a Jets fan. You guys have to earn this stuff. You're going to have to suffer through another few years. I don't mean to sound like the get off my lawn guy, but get off my freaking lawn with that. I forgot what it's like to win football games. I mean, you can't make it up with this team. Happy Victory Monday, Jake. Only for you guys would I do this. Only on gangs all here. We love it. Here we go again with the New York Jets. Welcome back to Gangs All Here, our New York Jets podcast from the New York Post. I'm Jake Brown. No Brian Costello. We got the late, late, late post-game show here, and he got an early flight in the morning. Joining me in just a minute on the program will be guest co-host Rami Levy. He co-hosts In Flight Snack Jets podcast with Bilal Powell, so check out his show. He'll join me in a second. That's with the Believe Podcast Network, and he produces at The Fan as well. And I was on The Fan on Saturday with uh, CP, the franchise in studio, talking about this inept franchise. Antonio Pierce is coaching circles around Robert Sala. The Raiders are coaching circles around Nathaniel Hackett. As the Jets lose 16 to 12 on Sunday night, they fall to four and five on another lost season. Because guess what? This thing is toast. It's over. Aaron Rodgers ain't coming back to save. He's not the white knight coming in to save the Jets season because they needed this game. And now you go to Buffalo in a cold Buffalo next Sunday at 425. Finally, not a primetime game for us to poke our eyes out and the national audience to have to watch this ineptitude on offense and then you got black friday which i mean how do you sell to the fan base going to games i mean i was there monday and this team doesn't score and outside of the tailgate it's not fun it's not fun to watch an offense go 11 straight quarters without a touchdown it's not fun to watch an offense that's one for 14 in the red zone in the last five games It's not fun to watch an offense have 36 consecutive offensive drives without a touchdown, the longest active streak in the NFL. 
It ain't fun to watch an offense go 49 consecutive drives in their own territory without a touchdown. The longest active streak in the NFL, the second longest in the last decade. And it's not fun to watch Zach Wilson have the second worst touchdown and interception ratio while under duress since ESPN started tracking the stat in 2009. Zach Wilson once again makes the big turnover, the interception. What a tremendous play by Spillane. That's almost more of a better play by Spillane than the mistake by Zach. He saw Lazard there open. Lazard's got to attack for the football. He's got to realize there's a defender coming. Lazard continues to be, I mean, he almost drops the surefied catch. Luckily, he holds on. And I don't know. I feel like he could have went after catching the ball instead of just standing there waiting for it to come to him. He could have went after it and grabbed it, and he let the defender come in and get it. And just nothing's falling the Jets' way. They get a fumble to fall their way, and they can't capitalize. They get one more shot with a minute left. They get the Hail Mary chance, and Garrett Wilson nearly makes a remarkable play on a night where he was remarkable. Comes back from two injuries, hurts his elbow. Nathaniel Hackett's so freaking stupid that he has him throw the ball in the reverse play, which I love the reverse. I love a receiver throw. You don't have a guy who just hurt his arm, throw the football. You have another other receivers that could have done that. So, you know, the story of Nathaniel Hackett and his piss-poor play calling lives on in Viva Las Vegas. C.J. Uzama, who, great guy, loved the signing, has been a natural disaster for this team. Two critical holding penalties that changed the game entirely and flipped it on its head. One, the Brees Hall leap for the first down, holding, bring it back, and then the Brees Hall touchdown. He owes Brees Hall not a steak dinner. He owes him like a car. I mean, Brees Hall, a touchdown there, Jets likely win this football game. Two major penalties, and every time the Jets get a nice big positive play, there's a penalty to bring it all back. The quarterback wasn't good. The offensive line wasn't good. The run game wasn't good. The penalties weren't good. They could not stop Josh Jacobs on the ground at all today, running for 27 for 116. Brees Hall, 13 for 28. None of it was good. It was all garbage. And the coaching sucks. Robert Sala, A, is not a good head coach. And if you haven't realized it by now, I don't know what you're watching. Great motivator. You know, will def- great players coach will defend his players to the death. He's been getting coach circles around opposing coaches every week outside of maybe Brian Dayball and the miracle win. And that game masked a lot of issues because they won. Nathaniel Hackett's been atrocious. All these things have been atrocious. You can't change these things. No one's getting fired at this point. You can change the quarterback. And I understand that Tim Boyle is not good. And I understand that Trevor Simeon is not good. But now's the time to make the change. You're four and five. You've got 11 quarters without a touchdown. Now is the time. Now is better than never because you can't sell to the fan base that they're better off with Zach Wilson when we haven't seen anything else. And in the last two years when we saw something else, they did produce. So while nothing tells me that, you know, you could argue, oh, it, it can't get worse, or you could argue, oh, Jake, it can't get worse. Boyle can't move. And, you know, Simeon can't move. Well, let's see it because you're four and five and your playoff hopes are slim and they're fading and they're fading fast and they're falling hard. It's frustrating to watch. It's infuriating to watch a team blow such a good defense and just can't do something that any capable offense could do. And I'm still pissed. Josh Dobbs is not the Jets quarterback because you could have tr- swapped a seven for a six for Josh Dobbs. McCall Hardman sucks. 
So coaching staff doesn't like him. You trade him. Corey Davis retires. Offensive line are hurt. It's been a comedy of errors for this franchise from top to bottom, from ownership to GM to head coach to the quarterback to the players to the penalties to the execution. So Jets fans could get mad. Oh, it's not Zach Wilson's fault. It's not this guy's fault. It's it's the holding. It's the penalties. But the one constant in the three years has been the quarterback. And the Jets keep losing with this quarterback. So I understand there's other problems and other things have to change, of course. And that's on coaching. These penalties can't happen. There needs to be more discipline. But the one constant's the quarterback. And they've been bad with him. Gang's all here podcast, New York Post, Jake Brown at Jake Brown Radio. Watch us on the New York Post Sports YouTube page and subscribe wherever you get podcasts. I don't know what y'all want me to say, man. I'm tired of this, man, and I want to play better. You know, it's frustrating. All right, that's enough rambling out of me to open here. He's been looking at me with a death stare across on this Zoom screen. Let's bring in our guest co-host for the rest of the program here on this late Sunday night. It's the midnight hour. Now, me and him have worked in this business for a while, a radio business, so we're used to working till 2, 3 a.m., so uh, this is nothing for us, and that is Rami La vie. La vida loca. Living la vida loca. Uh, say la vie, some people say. You know. Say la vie. Yes. Say yeah. la vie. Uh, In flight snack you do with Bilal Powell on the Believe Podcast Network. Welcome to Gangs All Here. Now you may speak, and I'm going to sip some water. <laughs> Thank you. Um, well, yeah, first of all, appreciate you having me. It's good to be here now. The gang's actually all here, right? Um, I love, I think that's a Dustin Keller jersey behind you. I was noticing, I was more staring at that while you were talking. I love that. And you talked about those late nights. I came into the fan. I missed you because I walked in, I guess, as you were leaving because I did the late night shift. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm used to these late nights. And what's more fun than talking about the Jets and how fun they've been this year? It's it's like half of the side of the football. You're like, great defense, great job. And even there's a point where the defense is going to crumble because the offense isn't out there long enough. I mean, it's always usually the time of possession is in the favor of the opponent. That's usually always the case with this team. Tonight, it it was you know barely in favor of the Raiders, 30, 18, and 29, 42. So you know the Jets had their chances, but you know the key stat, Rami, that jumps out is eight penalties, eighty three yards and this team still can't score a touchdown it is painful to watch it's the same exact thing as last year all the issues the defense is great but like you said the defense is going to be out there and if Josh Jacobs is going to run the ball 27 times eventually it gets hard to stop I don't care how many times Quinn Williams is in the backfield and shoving three guys in his lap eventually it gets difficult eventually you saw the pile start to to move right they're pushing bodies at the end when on that last drive that the Raiders had before Josh Jacobs ultimately did fumble and the team is undisciplined. The team is undisciplined and they don't have a quarterback who can overcome any mistakes. In order for them to be successful, they have to play a perfect game with him at quarterback. If everyone else plays perfect, then maybe he won't cost you the game, although he kind of did at the end tonight. But he's definitely not going to make the plays. You saw Aiden O'Connell. All he had to do was wake one play where the first read wasn't there. It was to it was to Devontae Adams. So it wasn't there. So he scrambles, moves up in the pocket, and he throws a 50-50 ball, a jump ball to his tight end, and he catches the touchdown. That's all he needed. Zach Wilson this year has not been willing to let his receivers make plays, and he hasn't made the game-winning plays that you need, and unfortunately, he's made a lot of the game-losing plays. It's getting bizarre at this point why people still want him out there. Me and you and anyone, you know, a normal person acknowledges 
it wasn't all on him. Of course, this isn't rocket science. Offensive line wasn't there. The hurt injuries. You know, I get it. The holding penalties, the, the discipline, Lazard's thinking, Uzama's been terrible. You know, the play calling is atrocious. Across the board, it sucks. But that's what you have, and that has to get changed. It has to. The coaching is responsible for that. Like, they have to coach better. They have to make adjustments. They have to coach these guys into not holding, into not doing these things, and they're not doing that. But Zach doesn't make the play and that play. And there were a couple of great third-down runs where you're jumping off your couch, couch, you're like, finally, you ran. We want to see the run. And me and Kyle continue to call for one deep balls and two design runs. They still don't really do any design runs with them. They're more just impromptu runs. But like you said, he doesn't make that one play. Aiden O'Connell made that one play, and Mayer with a tremendous catch. You know, he made a great play as well, and that's what the Jets receivers and tight ends have and running backs have not been doing. They haven't been making that big catch. Lazard did not go after that ball to avoid the interception. He waited for it to come to him. So across the board, it's been a piss-poor effort. But three year, we're on year three of this quarterback. He was 23 of 39, 263 yards, one interception, sacked twice, ran for 54. You almost got to throw out the box score with him. He fumbled a ball. Luckily, they recovered it. And he makes the back-breaking pick when you are in the red zone. They're driving there. You're like, we're going to win this game. Second and eight at the Vegas 20, 122 to go. You got all your timeouts. You end up getting it back. You know, the whole timeout controversy, Solace says he called it with 20 seconds left. I don't know. I can't trust him. Him with time management. It's almost Herm Edwards part two at this point with this head coach with time management. Jets should have immediately had the timeout ready for as soon as they complete that uh, that ball. But the constant is Zach. And, you know, Rami, what do you think? I, I think you make the change now and see if it sparks the offense. We're all aware Boyle and Simeon are also bums. But again, if if you're going to say it can get worse, what are you going to say? They'll go four more quarters without a touchdown. That's okay. I'm used to that. I watch it every week. I'm used to this stupid team not scoring touchdowns. Let me see Boyle do it. You know, I work with Brian Boyle now on our Rangers podcast. Let's throw Tim in there. I'll be a Boyle and Boyle. I'll be a new, a new law firm in New York. Boyle and Boyle. I've lost my mind. But Rami, do you agree it's time to make a quarterback change or are you in the Zach Wilson kind of truther camp of, you know, it won't make a difference. The team just has to stop making penalties and call better plays. It's been time to make a mis- to make a change. You have to make a change. You saw last year they waited probably till it was too long to make a change. And then obviously Mike White gets hurt and that changes everything because he was good. But every other quarterback who's played with this team the last three years has looked better than Zach Wilson. So I can't believe we're having the same conversations that we had last year and we had two years ago, not even two years ago, because it's rookie year. This is rookie year. The team wasn't competitive. But the last two years, the defense has been there. And yeah, sure, there are mistakes. You can point at Nathaniel Hackett. You could point at Mike LaFleur. You could point at the receivers. You could point at the tight ends. You could point at the penalties. Salah's game management, which is awful. I mean, he still can't figure out how to end a half and start a second half. So I don't know why he's deferring to the second half to get the ball first in the second half if he can't figure out how to close out the first half and then start the second half anyway with clock management and all that stuff. But with Zach, I don't get the truthers. And I talk about this to Bilal all the time because he played in the league. He knows what it's like to play with a quarterback who the team doesn't trust. And everyone on the team is going out there and they're working All they're thinking is, how do we play a perfect game? They're so worried about not making a mistake because they know that he can't overcome the mistake. 
So when you when you're playing like that, guess what happens? You make more mistakes. You're more prone to mistakes when you're trying to not make that big mistake. And look, Zach Wilson said it's I don't think he's uh, he's probably a good kid. And again, he has all the talent in the world, but it's not happening for him. And it's not going to happen for him. It's year three already. He said he saw the, the the linebacker coming down and he tried to beat him on the throw to Lazar. That's what he said in the post game. And he's still talking about how, you know, we have to be better. I have to make sure the guys are are communicating better. At some point, I just want to see him look in the camera and say, I lost us that game, kind of like he did after that Kansas City game. And unfortunately, what we've learned is the Kansas City game is the aberration and everything else has been a disaster with him. We've all seen enough. They're four and five now. There's nothing left to lose, right? The season's on the brink if it's not over already. So you might as well make a change. You might as well try and spark something. Who knows? Maybe you win two, three games in the next few. And Rodgers actually does want to come back in mid-December. I'm not counting on it, but maybe he does. But what are you going to wait till you're four and seven after losing to Buffalo and Miami? What's the point then? It's tiring. The seesaw battle of, a, oh, it wasn't Zach fault today. Oh, it was Zach fault this time. Oh, it wasn't Zach fault this time. At least the change, you'll it'll be a, a breath of fresh air, one for the offense, be like, hey, let's get a new guy in here, and also be like, all right, we tried. Robert Sala is calling it lazy for it to, oh, we'll point on one guy. You're lazy. You're the lazy one. Make the change. You're lazy. He wants to call everyone lazy for pointing on Zach. Coach, be a coach. Don't just be a motivator and say motivational messages and, and things on your T-shirt and, and run up and down the stairs to show that you're, you're in better shape than I am. You are. My feet hurt walking to the bodega. You're in better shape. You're a motivator. You got the cliches down better than anyone. But you're the lazy coach because you have coached this team like they're a bunch of babies. There's no better time than now to do it. You're four, Like you said, you're four and five. The season's slipping away. You got a tough Buffalo. You got two teams ahead of you in your division, divisional games coming up. And I want to say it gets lighter, but it doesn't. The Falcons aren't a, a cakewalk. And the Texans, I mean, come on. The Texans are a playoff team. Stroud is an MVP candidate. So you went into this season thinking that Texans game, oh, that's, that's a jet win. And the Falcon game, oh, that's a jet win. There is not one single game on this schedule. We say the Jets will definitely win. Maybe the New England game, but they haven't beat them in eight years now. And maybe the Commander game. Okay, that's two. That gets you to six. You In, in this race, with how the tiebreakers are going to work, you're probably going to need 10 wins. You have to find six wins on this schedule, and I can't find three or four. So you want if you want to make an adjustment, now's the chance because it's the same old song with this team. So for all the people who want to defend Zach, we're not saying uh, it was all on him, but the constant losing and the constant ineptitude on offense, it's time to shift some blame on this guy. Like, I'm sick and tired of watching it. It's it's just frustrating football, and we unfortunately have to talk about it twice a week. How do we do it? <laughs> it's crazy, and at the very least, it would lift a cloud off the team, right? Like, at the very least... Garrett Wilson doesn't have to answer questions anymore about it. At the very least, Robert Sala doesn't have to answer questions about Zach anymore. Like we went through this last year. You saw how much lighter the mood in the room got when Mike White became the quarterback. We did this already. So it just feels like at the very least, the team would kind of feel some sort of sense of relief and like, okay, something changed. Let's go out there and play. And again, it's regardless of Zach Wilson's play, which we can argue because Jets Twitter wants to argue for, you know, for eternity about whether he's good or not. 
I don't know what the enamoration with him is. I get he has a ton of talent, but I think we've seen what he's capable of and what he's not capable of. And unfortunately, he's not the guy. I don't understand why the Jets just can't come out and say it would just be so easy for them. And give us a chance. There's still plenty of games left. I know they're going to be tough games, but when you watch the games, when you sit down on the couch and you're like, yeah, the Jets aren't going to score. Robert Sala said it before the game. I think this game's going to be a race to 20. That tells you how much faith he has in his own offense. He has zero faith in his own offense. So having a different mindset, just changing it up a little bit, because we already made it through, like we already had our bye week. I don't know how we do this every single week to ourselves. So just the experience of watching this team, knowing that someone else is back there, I'm not saying it'll be better, but at least it'll just be different. It's coaching 101. You made the change last year. Look what they did. Everyone had Mike White t-shirts, Mike effing White. It was a whole thing. They galvanized the entire team. We know you did a poor job of this roster putting together a bunch of bums as backups, but let's see another bum out there. We've seen the same freaking bum from BYU, the BYU bum for three years, and he's been a pure bum. Insert the Aaron Rodgers bum track right here. He's talking about Zach. And, you know, Garrett Wilson just said to the media after the game, he said, I'm tired of this. We're all tired of this. Garrett Wilson is putting his heart and soul on the line. Nine catches, 93 yards, two injuries, came back in after both those injuries. The next couple of snaps, he was back in there. This is a warrior. You're wasting prime Garrett Wilson. You're wasting one Wilson, and the other Wilson needs to be off the Jets. Go to the Commanders. That'd be a good spot for him. Somebody called into the fan last night. I was like, I'm offering to come pick him up and drive him as far down 95 as I can go. And I was like, well, the guy who called in was probably about 75 years old. So maybe he'd make it a couple exits before he needed a bathroom break. But as long as it's far enough away from the Jets, I mean, just get it. Like you said, go to the commanders. It's not too far a drive. I relate. I I do do a lot of bathroom break. I have the bladder of an 85 year old (laughs) man. So make a couple stops of pretzel time and sit a bun on down 95. Get yourself a pretzel, get him some pretzel nuggets, call it a day. It's enough of this. For the defenders, we're there with you. We, we're, we're all. Here's the thing: when like people want to point, fit, we're all rooting for him, and we're rooting for the Jets. Exactly. But he sucks. Like, what do you not get? So, like, oh, but he, there's signs. Oh, but he ran for that first down one time. Here's the telltale sign of Zach Wilson: his most memorable game, and the one everyone talked about, and the reason why he's probably still the starting quarterback was a game that they lost. And I'm aware that they lost to the Chiefs. But everyone, oh, but the Chiefs game, but the Chiefs game. Oh, the game that they lost? And that's what they've been. They've been big losers. The biggest loser on NBC, starring the New York Jets. And the lead roles are Zach Wilson, Robert Sala, and Nathaniel Hackett. Because you want to talk about donkeys of the day? They're the three donkeys of the day. The donkeys of the week, the donkeys of the year. And you could add C.J. Ozama. It's the Mount Rushmore of donkeys. Because I love the move to get him the signing, but I mean, Rami, how annoying is that? Like, one of Brees Hall leaping first down, which was electric, call back, and then a touchdown. You were on touchdown. I, I forgot what that word means. You were right there, and it's called back. These penalties, it's obviously execution players got to be better, but you got to point to the coaches on this. You can't keep committing these stupid penalties. This is happening every week, and they're absolutely no adjustments. It's infuriating. And the first quarter, we're all happy. Oh, look, 
They scored in the first quarter. They scored in the first drive for the first time since the Bush presidency. It's been ages. Like, it's happened finally. But, like, coaching has just got to be better because the issue is Hackett's here. Like, he, he's here to stay. He's Rogers' guy. He's here next year. But Sala, he should be coaching for his job because the way they're playing, the way they're sinking like a sinking ship, he should be canned. And like you said, and like we've talked about, these mistakes – they get magnified when the offense can't score. And so it's it really does feel like deja vu. Because last year when they were 7-4, and four, I remember saying, they're 7-4, and four, but they're making the same mistakes. And if they don't correct these mistakes while they're winning, they'll come back to bite when you lose. I think um, it's their uh, the defensive, co- uh, not the, the special teams coordinator, who always, Bilal always quotes saying that he would say, it's, it's going to come back to bite you when it comes back to bite you. You never want, know when it's going to come get you, these mistakes. But... When it does, it's always going to happen. It's going to come back. And now we're seeing it. So early in the year, the Giants game, the Philly game, it didn't cost you then. You had miraculous wins, so the penalties didn't cost you. But the last two weeks, when everything's going poorly, those same mistakes that you made all year long that you never bothered to correct while you were winning, now they're the same mistakes that are glaring their ugly heads right when you're losing. It was the same thing. We were both there on Monday night. It was the same thing. They were going down the field, and every time they had a play, it felt like, oh, what's the penalty that's going to call this one back? Or they pick up a big first down, and then there's a false start, and they're backed up five yards, and now it's first and 15. Every time there's something good, there's something bad. And like you said, that eventually, you look at the coach and you say, this is on you. This team is undisciplined. This team's not ready to play. And I think Robert Sala hasn't had a fair shake because he hasn't had a quarterback to play with, right? It's hard to do this without a quarterback. But at some point, you got to make the best of your situation. And he hasn't been good enough to make the excuses for him consistently anymore. And Joe Douglas, you could argue he should be fired. I mean, this was a boomer bust Rodgers and no one else. They got, they got his backup friend as a quarterback. They got his offensive coordinator, his guy. They got all his guys. And when he went down, they had, there was nobody. I mean, absolutely nobody. The point Randall Cobb, healthy scratch Boyle is, I guess, too bad to even come in. Hackett's can't call plays. He's terrible. Roger's saying I'm I'm good to be back mid-December. I don't know. If they lose to Buffalo, they lose to Miami, you are four and seven. I would stay far away. Unless you're in a position like if you're in a position where you have to go undefeated with Rogers, that means you're probably what five and seven. I don't want to be in a boat where he needs to rattle off like five wins and risk getting hurt for next year. Cause you got to put all your chips in for next year. Like next year now needs to be like a Super Bowl contender. Because this is getting far too long, and it's it's getting far too many years without a freaking playoff appearance. And Joe Douglas and Robert Sala, they're going to be holding hands down the yellow brick road, down the pink, you know, the pink brick road, because they're going to be holding a pink slip together. Douglas did not do a good job. The Josh Dobbs thing, I don't want to overstate it because it's been two games, but he is light years better than Zach Wilson. And you did not go out and get him. You did not go. You signed Trevor Simeon to the practice squad and said, oh, we're good. I mean, they've put too much faith in a Zach Wilson, and it's it's dooming the franchise, and it's over. Do you th- I'll close it with, do you think they go on a run here and make the play? Do you see any sign that this team will string some wins together and gets back in this race? No, not at all. And I don't think Rodgers should come back because I don't want to risk injury for next year. And the question for me now is, Who's making the decisions going into next year? Is it Rodgers who's going to pick the new head coach and the new GM? How's this going to go? How bad does this get? Does this fall apart to the point where the locker room completely 
falls apart also. And now we're in a terrible spot going into next year. Instead of feeling good about ourselves, like, hey, we managed to stay afloat without Rodgers. Now he's coming back and we're bringing the whole team back together. The question is, how bad does it get this year before we can turn to next year and have Rodgers come back? That's my only question, because I think the over-under still is at seven and a half wins, something like that for this team. Do you see them getting three or four more wins the rest of the way? Maybe three, but not four. Definitely not with Zach Wilson. So I I don't know. I I don't believe that they'll make a change even after this. I don't believe they're going to make a change at the quarterback position. And we're going to be sitting here next week watching the same thing twice Sunday. And then we're going to be sitting here on Friday watching the same thing. And they're going to be four and seven. And maybe then they make a change. But that's going to be far too little too late. Again, Robert Sala, we're not lazy. You are. Yeah. Make adjustments. The one in the Ross you make is quarterback. And so what you already made. You made it last year, so just do it again. And it worked. Listen, I know it, it faded out, but Mike White also got hurt. He got absolutely wrecked on a hit and it was playing with broken ribs. Like, I mean, the first couple, Mike White was at least moving the ball down the field. The Viking game, Braxton Berrios drops a touchdown. The Bills game, they lose by just a touchdown, and that's the game he got hurt in. You know, the Seattle game, he's literally playing broken ribs. So, like, you know, and people are going to argue, well, that's last year. It's a different year. Well, I, I would argue that this team is arguably better than last year and could be better off. So, listen, I think make a change. And you could argue, oh, it's for this just to make a change for the sake of change. Well, yeah, it's 11 quarters now. It's gotten to the point of just pure, purely in bad. I gave you all the stats. One for 14 the Reds in the last five games. 36 in second offense drives without a touchdown. 49 consecutive your own territory without a touchdown. And Zach Wilson, the second worst touchdown interception ratio under duress since ESPN started tracking in 2009. That's 14 years. He's the second worst. The, the worst was actually Mark Sanchez. Can we ever get a quarterback that works? Ever. Mark Sanchez. Brooks Bollinger, Helen Clements, Sam Darnold. Now this bum Zach Wilson. We had four snaps of Hall of Fame. <laughs> and it got thrown out the window. Oh, we can never man. have anything good. We can never have anything nice. The Jets fall to four and five. They will take on the Bills. We'll have a preview show for that game. I don't even know how I'm going to preview these games anymore. They don't make a freaking change. Because what are we going to say? Oh, maybe Zach will be good this week. We we keep hoping for better. And I, I agree with you. I don't think they'll make a change because their coaching sucks. And they're going to say that the other guys aren't good. And they're going to continue to undersell the other guys, which is going to make the other guys feel even worse about themselves because there is emotion tied to this. They are, these are human beings. And those other backups have got to feel like pure garbage if coaches think that they're worse than this product. Because while it can get worse, it really cannot get much worse than this. Rami Lavi, he is the co-host of In Flight Snack with former Jet running back Bilal Powell. You could check that out. They do Mondays and Thursdays on the Believe Podcast Network. You can follow him on Twitter at Rami underscore Lavi. Uh, Rami is good to uh, do this little crossover here. You know, let's hope they shock the world. Like, I would love to just wake up Wednesday and hear, you know, in his presser, we're going to start boil this week. And while it's not really that exciting, it'll be nice for change. But like you, I don't think it will happen. But cheers to uh, our Jets' unfortunate fandom. Same old Jets. Appreciate you having me. All right. We'll close this episode of Gangs All Here next. It's time to grow up. We got some tough games coming. Um, we're not out of the playoffs yet. I haven't seen nothing say we got eliminated, so have a short memory. Let's get back to work. That's, that's all we can do.
Alrighty, good stuff there from Rami Lavie of the In-Flight Snack Podcast. I just feel my blood pressure through the roof and, you know, I've been eating poorly too, but this team is not good for your mental health. And like, you know, you root for them to do well, you want them to win games, but unfortunately they come out on the short end of the stick too many times. And this is a team that's won four games, but they've won them ugly. And this thing could be really, they're four and five, they could also be, Two and seven. You know, the defense is pouring the heart out. Kara Wilson saying, tired of this. The guys are tired of this. Listen, for the Zach Wilson defenders, I get it. It wasn't on him tonight, although he did make a big mistake. But this is the same old song every week in and out. Just make the change. You're four and five. You're at a crossroads of the season where you lose another one or two and it's a wrap. Who knows? Boyle might come in and, and be effective. And if he's not, so be it. But 11 quarters without an offensive touchdown. And when they do get the offensive touchdown, it's on a throw behind the line of scrimmage or a long brace all run. And we might see more Dalvin Cook now. Brace doesn't look that good. And Dalvin looks solid tonight. Who would have thought I even uttered that line? But man, enough is enough with this guy. Just make the change. And coaching be better. Discipline these guys. Figure out how to not make a penalty. You know, don't put CJ Uzama out there next week. You know, send a statement. We can't be committing these penalties. Play Jeremy Rucker. Just make some adjustments. You don't be lazy, Robert Stuff. You don't be lazy, Daniel Hackett. Do better. Do your jobs better. And players, go execute. Stop making penalties. Stop dropping balls. Make the tackle. There were some missed tackles tonight. Like, just across the board. The only good good player has been Greg Zerline. Just continues making field goals. And that's all the Jets get. Field goal, field goal, field goal, field goal. As that says, adios for us here on episode 163 of Gangs All Here, our New York Jets podcast from the New York Post. Follow me on Twitter at Jake Brown Radio. You can catch up on the show on Apple, Spotify, where you get podcasts and watch us on the New York Post Sports YouTube page. Give us a thumbs up below, comment below. How depressed are you right now about the Jets? Thanks to CP the Franchise for having me on WFAN on Saturday night. You can listen back to that on the Odyssey app if you want. Thanks to Bleacher Report for having me on their live stream following the game on Sunday night. Shout out to them. And shout out to producer Andrew Hartz and the intern Mason Radicchio for helping me in producing this program that we call Gangs All Here. For Rami Lavi, I'm Jake Brown. Brian Costello and I will be back on Thursday to preview the Jets matchup with the Bills. And then Friday, I'll fly to Charlotte. I'll go home for Thanksgiving for the week, but I'll be doing the show from there. The postgame show will drop for Monday morning after that Bills game. Thanks, everybody, for listening to Gangs All Here. Go outside, get some fresh air, take a deep breath with me. We'll talk to you Thursday. Peace. Yeah, we're we're effed.